This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Good morning, Bliss lovers. Welcome to the Find Your Bliss show here on Plains FM every Thursday morning at nine o'clock, where we do a deep dive into all things, excuse me, <clears throat> metaphysical, esoteric, and spiritual. And today we are talking about money and how money can be an amazing path to your true nature if you allow it. So, money in itself is a huge topic guys know if you've listened to the Find Your Bliss podcast that I used to have a career in banking so I learned a lot about money psychology and how people operated and felt and how emotive money was. Uh, Beyond a piece of paper, money is really what you make it Uh, and, and also people in spiritual communities of course would say that money is energy so it's an energy exchange, you're exchanging value in the form of a piece of paper for something that you believe has value. So, depending on what that is and, you know, the decisions that you make in regards to to buying and purchasing. But when we're talking about money, because this is a huge relationship that we have from the moment that we're born until the moment we leave the planet, we have the thread of it woven into our life. You know, it is it supports us, it sustains us, it helps us to um, create, whether that's education, whether that's experiences, whether that's memories. Money is a hugely important part of our life. But often too, for light workers or people who do spiritual work, it can be very hard to assimilate money with doing spiritual work. Now why is that? Because there's often some very old patterns of energy and belief systems on the planet that if you are truly holy, that you will be beyond the desire or need for money. That you should um, be pious enough to live a life where money's not required. Now as you can appreciate, in this day and age, that concept is kind of damaging in the respect that we all need money to survive in some way, shape or form. You know, even if you are um, living on the streets, for example, you are dependent to a certain extent on the kindness of others. It's still there in your relationship with life. So how we start looking at this relationship with money and ourselves is really important. It's important for us to go, this is something that is going to be there for the rest of my life and how do I want to relate to it? And how can I bring this relationship to a place of holiness where it really serves me? Because my belief is that money is just one of the ways that source energy is trying to get your attention. I'm going to say that again, right? That money is just one of the ways that source energy is trying to get your attention. And often money can be hugely emotive for people because, of course, it's about value. And when we start looking at this relationship, what we start doing is looking at our own value. And that can be very challenging depending on your belief system. But this is the beauty of it because the universe, from the universe's perspective, you are priceless. 
you are way beyond any value that can be associated with a piece of paper, right? You are loved inherently. You are beyond value. You are an extension of pure source energy, which is all-encompassing, all-accepting, all-loving, all-knowing. So there's no, your value can't be diminished to a piece of paper. It is way beyond that. But of course, what we do as humans is we often uh, evaluate. We put our value against, and again, money being a form of value, that. So we go, I am this valuable. And this is very common for people. They do this with their jobs. What they do is they go, I'm making this amount of money, so therefore I have that value. So this is often why we want to or we recognize that people are constantly climbing up the ladder or they're wanting to make more money because then they feel that they will have more value. But of course, from Source's perspective, that's completely incorrect. You're already beyond value. And then we do things, we do really funny things, right, as humans, where we go, okay, well, I'm going to price and value my offering as, you know, as a limitless being. And I'm going to offer this. You know, I remember working ages ago, and there was a woman I knew who was doing spiritual work as well. And she um, she had a really, really high price point, right? And you could tell, though, that she didn't see herself at that value. So it was out of alignment, right? She didn't actually believe, you could could just tell energetically, she didn't believe that what she was offering had that value. So can you imagine when somebody's coming to a call to invite that person in to work with you and then you're offering a product and service and say it was like $500 for a single session and she's not actually running the energetic value of that, like truly embodying it, knowing that she can deliver that level of value, right? It was a mismatch and people could feel it and it felt odd. So this is the interesting thing. How do we start assimilating our own value. Some of the time, of course, that comes through experience, that comes through your exposure, but also too, what does it take for us to be the people who goes, what is my relationship with money showing me about my own value? Because also too, do you think it takes some level of value to initiate your relationship with the divine? Yes. Right? You have to value yourself to a certain extent to be able to go, you know what, I am an extension of source energy and I'm going to activate that within myself. I'm going to start running energy through my physical body, the energy of limitless abundance because the universe doesn't know lack. The universe is always expanding. The universe is constantly growing So what does it take for us to come into alignment with that by starting to run those energies through our physical body? And again, this is why our relationship with money can be such a beautiful pathway to our divine nature because we start to learn and understand things about money, right? That money doesn't have any meaning unless we are attributing it, right? And yes, you know, some people go into the energy of, well, I don't need money, I already know my value, And that's true. But when you have more money, you can make more choices. When you have more money, you can be more generous. When you have more money, you can experience more freedom. And on a soul level, 
We all want that. Now, your version of freedom might look different to somebody else's. That's your choice. But knowing on a deep level that money, because it's a man-made construct, is actually part of that pathway. You know, we're living on a planet where we all, um, we it's a universal agreement, money, currency. We've all agreed on that. At this point in history, it's well established. You know, some of the old constructs, of course, like the banking system that is starting to be challenged, of course, with things like cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So, and again, you know, from a banking perspective, people are looking to take their power back. They are looking to create their own economies. And this is why we want to be open-minded to those kind of things, because that is the way of the future. People are wanting to take their power back. They're wanting to create their own currencies, their own economy, to be in an energy where you can feel safe in terms of creating it. Because you're the one creating it, rather than relying on any external force you're activating those energies within you. And this might seem like a really strange concept to some people. If you're living from the rational mind and you're going into, I have to do this to get paid, you need to start, you know, like a lot of people do this with their jobs. They give their power away, but they go, I have to make money and therefore I have to find a job to make money. And then also too, like when you move out of that, you also almost have to, Um, defrag your hard drive and shift your mentality right from being an employee to being a leader now I would encourage you to do this whether you're employed or not in terms of your relationship with your money you want to be the leader in your relationship with money you want money to be in a relationship that is supportive rather than feeling like money is up there and the authority is up there which is often what happens when we're employed because we are relying on our boss or our employer for the money what you need to realize is that you made that choice and you can make another choice. You can make another choice to start up a side hustle. You can make another choice to open up different ways that you can create passive income. You can make another choice to step into self-employment. There's lots of options available to you. You can make another choice to find another job that suits you better, that you work less and get paid more. There's always a choice. And we forget this sometimes. When we have been employed for a while, we can often feel a little helpless, a little stuck. We make the assumptions that money only comes from our job, which is completely incorrect. But you have to start focusing on that to notice it more to be able to create it. Money comes into your life in multiple different ways. Maybe you have a parent who's gracious enough to give you money to support you in in education, for example. Maybe you have somebody who buys you lunch. That is another way that money is supporting you without you paying paying attention to those kind of things being grateful for it you know if you ever win a frozen chicken down at the local pub right that's another way that money's come into your life it costs money for that chicken right maybe you have somebody that you do an exchange with you look after their kids on a thursday and they look after yours on a wednesday right that's an exchange of value So starting to look, sometimes it can be really helpful to just swap out the word money with the word value. Where are you open to receiving more value in your life? And of course, this is why the Intuitive Life Academy, we focus on the energy of profit. You want to live in the energy of feeling uplifted, of feeling good about the exchange of energy. 
one of the things that we need to realise too, and this is also something that very much brings us in alignment to our relationship with the divine, is having good boundaries. Because this is how we maintain our energy, our energetic field, so to speak. You know, if you're overgiving, you're giving away your power. You're giving away your light. You're kind of bleeding out. It doesn't feel so good. Eventually, you'll get resentful. That is your body and your energy field saying, I'm sick of you doing this, right? I'm sick of you overgiving and I'm not being uplifted by that. So this is why we need to start developing our intuition to start having those conversations with ourselves. And this is, of course, where our intuition is bumping up against us. Again, your intuition is your ability to communicate with the divine. The divine, you didn't just get dropped off on the planet with no GPS. Your intuition is guiding you if you choose to tune into it. The part of you that knows the truth, the part of you that does know your infinite value, that you are inherently loved... And that you're what your true nature is. And of course, your ego, the ego reflex, right? The part of you that identifies, it gets activated massively by money. Especially when it comes to things like comparison, materialism. And this is the beautiful thing. Money can show us where we need to focus especially in terms of being happy. And you've all heard this before and you're probably like rolling your eyes, right? Don't focus on the money. But we need to, to a certain extent, to create a relationship that works for us. But it's not about the money because your happiness isn't in the money. Your happiness is here now. It's no other place. And we do this to ourselves all the time. Sometimes it's also known as destination addiction, right? When I get there, I'll be happy. When I do this, I'll be happy. What does it take to be happy now? Do you think that would be a more fun way to manifest what it is that you want? To just be happy now and then receive it as well because you know that you have a desire for it. So what does it take to just come into the frequency of having that experience and then have it show up? Rather than feeling, and this is often where money gets stuff thrown on it, right? Like money is hard. See this quite a lot, right? If you want more money, you have to work harder. (laughs) which just feels like, oh, crumbs, right? As opposed to going, what would it take for money to bring me joy, right? Because it's connecting you to people that you're going to work with and they bring you joy. And this is how we often need to tweak our relationship. And, you know, our money can be a really great guide for that because it helps us to come into alignment with the person that we wish to become. And do you think your soul has an investment in that? Do you think your soul has an investment in your growth? Absolutely. Do you think all the company of heaven and your angels and guides are interested in your growth? Absolutely. So money can be a great measure. It can be a wonderful tool for us to start cultivating our relationship with our own valuable value because a valuable person is going to choose to have more experience, more exposure to divine frequencies. They're going to say, yes, I am worthy of speaking to the universe. Yes, I can activate these energies and frequencies within myself and act as a powerful person, act as a leader, be a spiritual leader, be the person who helps to heal and guide others, to be the person who's stepping into that kind of leadership. So just checking in for yourself too and maybe asking yourself, you know, what is your relationship with money right? 
does it feel like it comes with a lot of dross or a lot of you know niggles or it's hard or you know do you feel like you have a lot of clients who complain you know what does it feel like it's bringing you and how can you shift and adjust this relationship so it feels good you know maybe that actually looks at actually you know there are some people that I'm not going to choose to work with because they're not my cup of tea they're not my ideal client that is a boundary and we need to get comfortable with actually learning to say no and trusting that our intuitive guidance will tell us. Because sometimes, you know, like, it's just not worth it. If you've ever been in a circumstance where you, maybe it's a service or um, you've paid somebody something and maybe you had like a little hunch or a little intuition, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> right, but you still go ahead and do it anyway because maybe you're too focused on the money, right? You go ahead and do it and then it just does not go well, right? And you knew that already, but you went ahead and did it, right? That's your intuitive guidance. You know, I had that once with a client. It hasn't happened very often, but once I had a client and I, you know, I overrode my intuition, which was like, no, this is not an ideal client. And that's exactly what happened. Like working together was fine, but at the very end, yeah, it was, it was unkind, is a polite way of describing it. It was really, I felt really hurt. And then I was like, well, you know, you kind of knew that was going to happen, right? So that's on me. That's on me and my boundary and saying, you know what? You know, and again, trusting this. Because again, it's setting you up for profit. Because have you noticed, right? People could pay you, um, you know, gazillion dollars, but if the energy's off or it's pulling on your attention too much or if something's out of whack, it is not worth it. It is simply not worth it. It's not worth it in terms of being pulled on. It's not worth it in terms of what you give. It's not worth it in terms of the exchange. It's not worth it in terms of what it does for you, for your rest of your day, for your energy levels, for how you're showing up with other people. It's just not worth it. So we need to actually work with our divine intuitive guidance to be aware of these things. You know, we de- if you want to live in those energies of profit, especially as a coach or a guide, you want to pay attention to that stuff. You want to vet your clients. You want to go, actually, you know, is this situation, is this going to both bring us profit? Because, of course, you might be able to uh, um, give that person a transformation, but is it worth it in terms of bringing you profit? and asking that question before you've even started working with them. Because a lot of people often start, when they're starting their business, especially, and again, I'm talking as a coach, healer, guide, right, where you're showing up, inviting somebody in to work with you. They can be in the energy, and this is a rookie mistake too, and often comes back to value again. They can be in the energy of like, oh, you know, I really want to make this person my client, or I really want them to step into working with me. And your focus isn't always in the right place. Right? When somebody when you're having that conversation, it's two way. It's a situation where you're interviewing them too. Do they have the emotional resilience to do the work to look at their shadow? You know, you want to ask yourself questions like that. Do they do they have a good boundary? Do they have a certain level of emotional intelligence? Can they follow through? 
you want to be having that conversation so it's a profitable experience for you also that you're not having to rescue them or keep on you know picking them up because they're not prepared to do it themselves you know that's not going to be a great circumstance for you or them Right and and getting very um, I talked about this yesterday in a um, Facebook live that I did in the Facebook group for um, the Intuitive Life Academy, creating profit for light workers, is that you want to be the person who um, you know it's asking yourself those questions in terms of is this bringing me profit? I've shared that example before of a time when I was really tired on a Friday night. I'd been invited to a gallery opening and I literally asked my intuition and said, will this bring me profit? Now, I was tired, so I was quite happy to stay at home on the sofa, but the answer I got was yes. I didn't say, will this bring me money? I just said, will it bring me profit? As in, will I have a good time? Will I meet some nice people? That was kind of really my expectation around it. So I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't being hard-nosed and steadfast like it's got to bring me money. I just said, will it bring me profit? Now, I went to that event. I had a great time, you know. I, you know, shook myself out of feeling tired because I knew that was kind of just my ego, really. And got up, got dressed, went into the city, met some lovely people, had a lovely evening. But also because of those connections, I ended up with two new clients. Now, that was a wonderful and delightful surprise. Did my intuition know that? Absolutely. Did I know that? No. Was I prepared to follow my guidance? Absolutely. And this is how, you know, you really want to start thinking, what would it take for, you know, for God, for the universe to start bringing in and attracting all my divine sacred clients to me? You know, what does it take for... You know, God to be on your team, your marketing team, knowing what your intention is, knowing what it is that you want. And this is how we can do whatever we're doing. It doesn't, you don't have to be a coach, right? If you're employed, what does it take to take the divine to work with you? What would it take to give people the benefit of the doubt? Because you can look at their energy and see that they're distressed about something that's got nothing to do with work. That's how I really started developing my intuition. As I, you know, I would go to work and I would I'd just kind of be scanning. You probably do this already yourself, right? Scanning people's energy and going, what's up with that person? Oh, look, he's a bit hungover. Or, oh, look, you know, she's upset about something that's got nothing to do with work. You know, if people are offhand or they're shirty with you, look for the reason why. Most people aren't unkind or mean or cruel or, you know, frustrating or annoying because they're choosing to be that way. They're feeling push-pulled by their own emotions and there's always a reason for that. And that's the beautiful thing about, you know, one of the first steps of developing your intuition is giving people the benefit of the doubt. But learning to look at the subtext, it's not what people say. Because we often live in a society where we have certain, um, you know, social constructs that we all agree to. How are you? I'm fine. You know, as opposed to how are you? Um, Actually, I feel terrible today. Nobody wants to hear that, right? Nobody. And also, too, if you are a person who gets asked that question, I would encourage you to start checking in and asking how you yourself how you do feel in that moment. Like when I first started developing my intuition, people would say, how are you? And I'd be like, oh, hold on a minute. And then I would just tune in. And then I would say, you know what? I'm feeling a bit flat today. 
but then again, that's giving you information, right? And also, too, the people who couldn't handle it just move away from you. But the people who can, they then it opens it up. You're giving them permission to be vulnerable as well. And that's when you make those heartbeats based connections people are like oh wow she's actually telling me the truth rather than adhering to that construct that we're all agreeing to in terms of being polite right and again um even in banking i often felt like i wasn't allowed to have emotions right like again you had to play the game and i couldn't stand that because authentic authenticity is important to me i wanted to be able to express myself and say this is how i'm feeling and no i don't agree with what's going on rather than just being a yes girl So really starting to look at how this relationship with money can actually show us so much about how we see ourselves, you know, and again, how often too light workers can lowball it, right? Like you can show up, you know, what's a forgiveness process worth, right? If you have somebody in your life right now and they are unforgiven, what do you think that's doing to you and your energy field? creates big kink in it right do you think it's easy for abundance to come into your life if there's people in your life who remain unforgiven that's a few kinks it's not going to make it easy for abundance to flow into your life and well people don't understand that they don't understand that abundance is connected for forgiveness and then of course we go oh i want to have to forgive that person right and quite happy holding a grudge or just holding them in a space of unforgiveness If you want to be truly abundant, you'll do the deep inner work. Because abundance isn't just about cash showing up. Abundance is shifting the energy inside of you so everything just flows to you. So you can magnetize it to you. So again, what's a forgiveness process where you're facilitating another person and you're bringing in holy energy to help that person let go and forgive? What do you think that does for the trajectory of their life? It's massive. It's not so easy to put a price on that. So a lot of the work that we do as healers and guides is priceless. However, you're the one who's going to determine the value of that. You're the one who's going to determine the price that you put on that. But again, even your pricing can be holy. You can see it as this is the exchange of energy. You know, like... Would you charge somebody, you know, I don't even know what a figure is. You know, again, it's 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 not so easy to sit there and go, okay, well, what's that worth? You know, especially if that person walks out the door and because they've forgiven that person and therefore they're running a different frequency, they end up with a new job that pays them 20 grand more, right? Or they shift something in their life and world so they see their own value so they ask for more. Right, So really starting to think too about what's the long-term outcome for the work that you do? What is the value of the work that you do? Especially when you're changing people on a fundamental soul level. And this is why it can be disproportionate too. If people are still running that off, it's really holy, then I will be deeply in the energy of humility and where there's humility, there's no money. That's just your ego kind of attributing stuff onto money. And again, we we hear it all, right? Money is the root of all evil. You have to work hard to make more of it. Um, It's elusive. It's fickle. I don't trust it. It's dangerous. It's dirty. It's sinful. um, It makes people greedy and ruthless. Those are all limiting beliefs, 
right? Those are all stuff that people are just making money. And again, this is the thing, right? When we start getting our limiting beliefs challenged, we can actually end up rallying for them, right? We can be like, but this is right. This is true. No, it's not. It's just a limiting belief. It's something that's been attributed to money because money in and of itself is neutral. We are making it mean something. And guess what? When we make it mean something, it shows up in a particular way, which is why when you do energetic money work and you take the meaning out of it, money shows up in a different way. And this is why we can end up, you know, manifesting a big lump sum of um, a big lump sum of money when we shift our inner money beliefs because there's no block to that occurring anymore. And a lot of people, again, they kind of think, oh, that's magical or, and again, it's not really, it's just kind of science. It's like if there's no block there, then the money can come in because it's just money and the energy in the form of a piece of paper, right, that we've attributed the value to. So it's, you can start seeing how you need to take your power back, but also too, if you have deep reverence for this process, and one of the fundamental things that I wanted to talk about in this podcast is where does money come from? Where does everything come from? It comes from source energy. So do you want, where do you want to place your focus? If you place your focus on the money, what you're doing is you're placing your focus on a piece of paper, the meaning that you are attributing to it. Is that powerful? No. You want to place your focus on source energy and get an alignment through the most powerful aspect of your being to come into alignment with what limitless abundance feels like. Because if you focus on the money, yes, you can create it from the rational, critical mind. But if you want to experience fulfillment, if you want to experience the calibrations and the energy and the shift in your frequency and the joy that comes from knowing that it's safe, right and good to be a profitable person, then you will focus on source energy. You will focus your attention on giving thanks to Source Energy for what, what you already have because you have created it. And if you don't like something about your creation, you know what? You're an infinite being in a body. You get to uncreate it and create something else. How liberating is that? And you know what? Most people are not afraid of making more money, but they are afraid of their own power. And this is where we need to start calibrating and integrating resourcefulness as a spiritual being, as a spiritual leader, to go, you know what, it is safe, right and good for me to calibrate and be able to be a bigger receiver, to have a bigger container and to receive more. When I receive more, I can give more. When I receive more, I can focus my attention on things that are important to me whether it's releasing my debt or focusing on a charity that's really important to me, like I really value, the, the sky is limitless, right? You know, being able to die perhaps and pass huge sums of money onto organizations that are really important to you. And again, because often what happens is when people um, move beyond getting their needs met, they're kind of like, well, what's the point? What's the point of making more money? That's just lack of clarity and where you want your money to go. And you want to start really, I think one of the most powerful things you can do is really start seeing money as a person, you know, personify it for a bit because it just helps you to clarify what the relationship is like. 
Is it actually serving you? Do you feel good about it? Do you feel like, oh, I'm so glad you're here, money? Or do you feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I do not trust you. (laughs) You know, you never show up when I need you. You're inconsistent. And again, this can be a reflection of ourselves. If money is showing up inconsistently, where are you not taking action? Or where is it leaking out? This is where we need to step into those greater levels of accountability. And again, do you think the universe is instrumental in terms of your growth? It is a huge, amazing tool that we can use to help us advance in our spiritual growth. And I get it, because for a long time, folks, I felt, you know, I knew I had a banking background and I knew I'd learnt a lot because I worked in different parts of the bank. I worked as a teller, I worked as a banking advisor, so I'd lend people money to buy houses, sell life insurance, um, sell investments. Then I worked in private bank for high net worth clients and noticed that they were in a completely different vibration and perspective and attitude and they took calculated risks, but they felt more comfortable with money. They had a different relationship, but I also worked in the earthquake support team as well. So after the earthquakes here in Christchurch, and that was intense, right? We were making credit policy up on the fly, um, you know, doing conveyancing for the red zone. So it was pretty full on, but it was an amazing experience as well. So I've had lots of different aspects of, you know, the banking view of money. And then stepping into being a coach and obviously your own money journey in regards to creating profit. I've said the story multiple times about, you know, everybody says your business fails in the first year. This is literally what I did. I asked my intuition, what do I do next? What do I do next? And it wasn't like I asked once a week. I asked multiple times a day. What do I do next? Go and do it. Come back, ask again. What do I do next? Go do it. Come back and ask again. That was my business model. You know, and if I sat down in front of a banker and said that, they would just roll their eyes, right? They would look at me and be incredulous. They would be like, what? What are you talking about? That's not a business plan. That's not projectors, you know, projections or financials. How do you get a profit and loss from that? But that is faith. That is fulfillment. That is trust. That is putting my relationship with the divine first. And again, it never even entered into my awareness to give up to stop. It was like, if there's a problem, how do we overcome it? These are mindsets that we want to develop, especially if we're in business for ourselves. It's not about quitting. It's not about giving up. It's about being aware. And if you're too stuck in that zone too of, I can't make it work or I can't make it happen, right? Of course, it's not going to work. If you go into the energy of despair, if you go into the energy of giving up, you know what? There's nothing like having your back against the wall and needing to make some cash to make yourself take some action. I don't recommend it because it's pretty stressful, but I have done it before to prove to myself that I can. I've shared the story once upon a time, like I'd already borrowed some money off my parents. My credit card was maxed out, right? I had $3.50 in my bank account and I had a mortgage payment for $1,000 due the next day. And I was like, oh my God, because I was like, I can't ring my parents and ask them for money because I've already borrowed money off them. So I was like, this is up to me. And this is where the accountability takes place. What did I do? I asked the universe. I literally said, what's it going to take for there to be money in my bank account by the time I get home? I went and met with a woman and, um, you know, who I thought was going to be a prospective client, but no, she was just kind of more like a colleague. 
And then I got home and I was just, you know, I was just in the energy of surrender. I was just like, I've shown up, I've asked, I've taken an action. I don't know that there's anything else that I can do. I'm just giving it up to the universe. And I looked into my bank account and I had six figures, five figures there. Again, divine timing. And you can sit there and kind of go, oh, how did that How did that happen or what was it? And again, you know, it has a logical, reasonable answer and received some money from an inheritance from an uncle. But again, I didn't know it was going to turn up on that day. <clears throat> I didn't know it was going to be paid out that day. But again, right, it was a circumstance, right? Where, and again, if you want to rationalize it, you can. But if you do, you're missing out some really important ingredients in regards to faith, um, the universe supporting you. Because I've seen it multiple times when people shift the energy within themselves and things show up differently. Their relationship with money flows more easily. Letting go of attachment is a big one. Massive. Because we can be attached to it so strongly, right? Like, I, I need the money, or if I don't get it, then I'm not going to be happy. What does that do to your body and your energy field? It just distorts it. It doesn't feel good. You end up bottlenecking as well because you're not trusting that the universe will bring it to you. And I've done this quite a few times actually, where I've done reality testing, you know, the circumstance I just described. I've put myself in situations like that before to, you know why? To basically get myself to a place where I am fearless when it comes to money, right? That you are tr teaching yourself that the universe has got your back. Again, and again, it takes quite a lot of courage to do that, to test yourself and go, you know what, like the chips are down, I'm it's not looking like I've got a lot of cash here, right? But to test yourself so you get to that place where you know that your money comes from the universe and to trust in that, and it comes, it always comes, right? Why are you still here, still telling the story, still showing up, still in the energy of receiving, but to test yourself to be in that place. And we've all had those circumstances. So maybe just taking the opportunity to look back on those situations where you're like, oh my goodness, I've got no money. And then all of a sudden money shows up out of the blue. I remember once I even, I was just really cute because I was like, oh, that's so amazing. I think, you know, especially when you get a check out of the blue for something like, oh, they didn't order on your insurance payments and you're you know, here's an extra $500 because we've been overcharging you, stuff like that, right? Or I remember once, like, I got a payment from the bank for a couple of thousand dollars because they hadn't calculated my holiday pay correctly or something. Again, totally out of the blue. Money is limitless. What's important is your ability to be able to cultivate it and create it and to be able to receive it and hold it and grow it. Because I've seen it before where people have made a lot of money, but they can't hold on to it. Because You know why? Because they've got cracks in their container or also too, they don't feel like they deserve it. They don't feel like their value matches the value of the money. So they just get rid of it. So noticing for yourself, you know, are you a good receiver? Do you have a good container? Are you able to grow that container? What does it feel like to do that? And noticing too, right? This is really a call to start living your life as a creator rather than just feeling like you're a responder.
I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook now. Thanks for joining me, folks. Love to hear your comments as well. Do come and join us in the Facebook group. We have had the profit party last week, so there's a whole bunch of videos there which are crammed full of amazing information in regards to creating profit in your life. And again, the Facebook Live from last night, Profit Accelerator is starting next week, next Sunday. It's really for people who are looking to create $10,000 months from their coaching practice. If that is something that you are aiming for, I would encourage you to step into this beautiful container because we are going to do it quickly, right? Six weeks from zero to hero to be the person who's calibrated to their energetic frequency of having a game plan, knowing what to do and making it happen in terms of creating profit in your life. So if you're interested in that, do come and join us in the Facebook group to find more information, which you'll find in those videos. Lots of love, folks. Bye for now. So just wrapping up on Facebook Live. If you don't know, folks, I always do the first half hour or 40 minutes here uh, on my Intuitive Life Academy page. So you're always welcome to go and um, watch it live. If you can't watch live or you can't join the radio show, you're always welcome to check out the podcast, which is on iTunes under Find Your Bliss or also on Spotify. Do make sure that you subscribe so you never miss a show. And also I'd love, love, love for you to do some ratings because of course that um, always helps other people to find the show so we can share this information so people can step into the energy of profit in their own lives so they can step into the energy of experiencing more so folks today we've been talking about money and how money is a beautiful tool and pathway in regards to coming to your divine nature and how you can really start working with money and even asking the universe you know to ask the universe questions like show me how abundant I am that's a good question, isn't it? You know, show me how rich I am. Because then you'll start seeing your life in a different way. You'll realize that abundance is everywhere. Starting to ask those questions, right? Starting to shift the frequency of the money that you do have. How do you do that? You can start blessing it. Bless your bank accounts. Right? Ask that your container be expanded so you can hold more start being aware of those places where you're leaking money and this is the thing folks you know I've seen this so many times where people take the information and they take it into their rational mind and they think oh yeah I'll do that and then they never follow through that's why you need a coach (laughs) okay you know like you need a coach to hold you in high levels of accountability truly that's why as a coach I always have a coach You know, I always have somebody who's like, you know, are you holding yourself to the next ideal version of yourself? And are you choosing to step into that? And are you showing up that way? And are you behaving that way? And if not, then what's what's loosey-goosey? You know, I call it tighty-whitey, right, in regards to having good boundaries. Everything's in the right place. That means that you're not doing things that you don't want to do. That means that if there's something that you really hate doing in your home, that you get somebody else to do it because the liberation of energy is going to be worth it rather than you struggling your way through it. Maybe it's defrosting the deep freeze. Maybe it's cleaning out the swimming pool. Maybe it is decluttering, right? That you get help for the things that you just keep on putting off. Why? Because you're slowing down your energy when you do that. 
You're not creating a container that is full of profit. Procrastination, right? Let's talk about this. What is procrastination? Procrastination is a distortion in your time. Right? Where you say to yourself, oh, I'll do that. And then you don't do it. And this, what does this start biting at? This starts biting at your integrity. If there's something that you don't want to do, get somebody else to do it. You know why? Because the expansion in your energy field that you don't have to do it will create more space for more abundance to show up. So it'll be easy for you to pay for it. Honestly, the number of times I've seen people who like, they really don't value something, but they're doing it anyway. I used to do that when I was working at the bank. I did not have the same value proposition as the bank did. You know, my values of freedom, pleasure, abundance, authenticity, ambition, right? And here I was in a job where it was all about making money for the shareholders. And of course, they're clever, so they offer you shares so you can become a shareholder. But again, it's just very convoluted in my opinion, right? It wasn't liberating and that's what you want. You want to live in the energy of liberation. That's what it feels like to live in the energy of profit, So really start looking at how you're spending your time. And oh my goodness, do people beat themselves up with this stuff? Again, newsflash, you are the creator of your time. Nobody is making you do anything. You are choosing. If you have a job, you don't love it, get right within yourself and then leave it, right? Find something else. But shift the energy inside of yourself first Because otherwise, you'll just take the same problem with you to the next place. You're hearing what I'm saying. Everything comes back to the relationship that you're having with yourself. Money's kind of like a mirror. And at the end of the day, it's an amplifier. So, you know, if you're a good person, then it just amplifies that. If you're a bit of a jerk, it's going to amplify that. But starting to really use it as a tool to go, it's an amazing personal development tool. Because if you can be free and clear of your attachment to money, do you think money will show up more easily? Do you think it would increase your happiness? Absolutely. Do you think it would take you closer into your relationship with the divine? Absolutely. People's attachments block their relationship with God all the time. Attachment to money, attachment to success, attachment to achievement. You know, and this is where we can just make ourselves miserable, get triggered all the time, like somebody's doing really well and then we make ourselves wrong because they're doing well. You know, we compare ourselves and then we beat ourselves up and go, why am I not experiencing that? You know, jealousy is really just a a not so great way of showing you what you are capable of. That's why you're jealous because there's part of you that hasn't really stepped into that full potential yet. You're not making it happen for yourself, and they are. That's what you're really jealous of. People can be jealous of the weirdest things too. Sometimes people are jealous of money, but you know, that can be a little naive, really, because you don't know what that person's done to be able to create it. You don't know what they've been through to have their life experiences. So the best advice there, right, stay in your own lane. Focus on what you can do rather than what everybody else is doing. Keep your eyes on the goal, right? And the goal is to experience more freedom, more pleasure, more abundance, more joy. How do you create more of that? Because I tell you what, folks, you know, I mean, I've been in business now, what, for eight years, maybe a bit longer. 
And I, you know, I had to really do some energy clearing on myself to shift out of the banking corporate world the way I got paid. Uh, I got paid fortnightly and there was always a deadline. Right? It was always stressful, especially Fridays, right, when people are buying and selling houses and stuff and drawing down loans and making sure the money was with a solicitor so they could pick up their keys and, you know, often it would be stressful, especially if lending services was busy and they were drawing down loans left, right and centre and you'd be on the phone to lending services and stopping them from doing their job and, you know, it was it was pretty crazy sometimes. But again, you know, to to be the person who goes... What does it take to create a relationship with money that really works for me? Right? And how do I start cultivating that within myself instead of having to live in those stressful frequencies, instead of money having to be really hard? What would it take for it to be easy? You know, that you still have to show up and contribute and give in some way, but it can be a pleasurable experience. So I had to shift that out of my field, right? That Because what I was doing is I was putting deadlines on myself when I got into my coaching practice. And I was going, oh, you're going to, you know, you know, I was stressing myself out because I had always run the pattern of that's how you get paid if you're stressed. And it was a revelation, folks, to kind of go, actually, oh my God, I can have a good time and get paid, right? And that can often be a huge energy that needs to be integrated to be able to experience that as a reality. You have to let go of the stress. You have to get let go of the drama almost and you go, you know what? It is safe, right and good to have a relationship with money that's comfortable and relaxed and easy and joyful and even kind of sexy, you know. It's just attractive and glorious and yummy. And it doesn't say anything about you if you don't have the money that you desire in your life at the moment. It just means that maybe that more contribution is required. Maybe you need to open up your ability to be able to receive. Maybe you need to be able to increase your self-belief so you can receive it. Maybe you need to adjust some stuff. So if you're a healer, a coach, a guide, I am creating, um, it's only for about 12 to 14 women because um, it's a better test. Now, I used to have a program called Intuitive Entrepreneur, and this is kind of like the condensed version because what I see especially is people just get caught up in their junk (laughs) when it comes to making money, and making money is actually really simple and straightforward, but people just get lost and what it is that they're supposed to focus on. Really easy distractors are like, oh, I've got to have a website. No, you don't. You do not need to have a website to make money. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got a niche. No, you don't. You need to create a really juicy, amazing offer. You need to start selling it to people. And often, right, that is the hardest thing. We need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. In fact, if you're not uncomfortable, then you need to make yourself uncomfortable. And right, that might sound crazy, right? But you think about it. People who are successful are really good at making themselves uncomfortable. You've heard me talk about that before about Tim Ferriss, who has fear scheduling in his calendar, right? Where he does something on a consistent basis that scares him. 
I remember watching his show once and watching him playing drums. Was it for Foreigner or somebody like that? Like he had to learn a song in a week and then went on stage with them and played the drums. I was like, oh my God, talk about outside of your comfort zone. But again, it is that kind of thing that you want to cultivate inside yourself because that thing especially will propel you to massive success. You need to get comfortable with reaching out to people and saying, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. Do you know anybody who's interested? Right. So again, if you're interested in learning what it takes to start creating $10,000 months in your business and learning the skills and most importantly, calibrating your energetic frequency to be able to have it all come together, because I can tell you right now, it's a combination of three things probably that are stopping you from creating that. If you're a healer, coach, or guide, it'll be like you have a distorted relationship with time. You don't believe it's possible, so your limiting beliefs are getting in the way. And you're not taking the right actions. And this is what happens. And then people bleed out, and then they're like, oh, this is too hard, I can't do it. And then they give up hope. And then they end up disappointed and they feel like, what am I doing wrong, right? They end up blaming themselves rather than going, actually, you need to know where to place your focus. And you need to do that now, not tomorrow, not next week. You need to get with it now. Like this year, 2021, is a five-year numerology. Five is the energy of let's go. There's no time to be sitting on the fence. Your dreams are just, you know, if you keep on pushing time in front of your dreams, what happens? They just go further and further out into the future. And what would it make, what difference would it make to you to be the person who's earning that kind of money? Like, I had no idea. I've been, you know, like I have a, you know, multiple six-figure dollar business. And I'm like sitting here going, oh, you know, like, and I've, I've learned this, obviously, how to do six, you know, five-figure months, et cetera, multiple five-figure months. You know, I've already calibrated that. I know what that feels like in my body. I know what it feels like for people to, you know, to facilitate people so they get that level of success. And again, 80% of it, folks, is what's going on in the inside. 20% is the actions that you're taking, showing up, being consistent, making an offer. Business in itself is not hard. It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to take years. You just need to cut through all the BS and know where to focus your attention and do the things that make you money. And this is where we can slow ourselves down because all our junk comes up and that's what needs to be released for us to be able to step into profit quickly. So if you're interested in that, folks, do come into the Intuitive Life Academy. Send me a message or go to rebeccadavison.life and be sure to book a free consult with me. There's information about Profit Accelerator in the Facebook group but it's also on my website. If you go to rebeccadavison.life forward slash profit, I'm pretty sure that brings up the page. I am sending you so much love and light. I can't believe it. Another whole hour has whizzed by. You take good care of yourselves and I'll look forward to seeing you next week to bring you more inspiration in regards to how to live a life that you love. Lots of love, folks. Bye for now.